Thank you for tuning in to the New Channel Sports Podcast. It's greatly appreciated. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to debate whether or not Kyler Murray is overrated or underrated. And we're going to discuss where Zion Williamson is right now at this point in his career. It was obvious from the jump that he never wanted to be in New Orleans. And I think his representation messed up. They should have came out and said from the jump, we're not playing for the Pelicans. But they didn't do that. They went there and now he has other issues. But the Pelicans aren't his biggest issue. He's his biggest issue because he can't stay in shape. He looks like he likes McDonald's. He likes going to uh, Carl's Jr.'s. He likes Burger King. He likes it all. And the problem is you can't be in the NBA and have that type of diet. You just can't. It's funny, but it's really not funny. You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast. The ultimate sports talk podcast. and gentlemen welcome to the new channel sports podcast my name is O.N.Y. the one and only if this is your first time listening to this podcast please do not hesitate to subscribe you can do it on any major podcast platform available you can also go to our website newchannelsports.net that's new channel spelled n-u-c-h-a-n-n-e-l sports give us a follow at new channel sports on instagram and twitter subscribe to our youtube channel as well and watch the new channel sports show on Afro Vibes Television. Also, download the Roku app so you can check us out there. See our wonderful faces there also. We're also on the Leeds Podcast Network. The phenomenal one. Chris has been holding it down there. Um, and he is actually my co-host today or tonight or to this morning. Whatever time of day is you're listening, I am joined by the phenomenal one. Chris, how are we doing, sir? Hey, what's going on, man? You know how I do this. What's good? Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. But everything good with you, man. You got nothing else to say? You just, you just, you know, just back there chilling, man. You got nothing to, you know, dive into anything like that. Bro, how many episodes we got under the belt? You know exactly how I started the podcast. Don't do me, bro. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. All right, man. Let's get straight into the show. Let's kick it off with some headlines. It's time for It's time for Headlines Headlines Alright, so Michigan Wolverines head coach Jawan Howard Sunday at the end of a 14-point loss Which included a late-game timeout By the Wisconsin coach Greg Gard Is part of the reason why He might have gone to a conversation with them But at the end of the game They were doing little handshakes and Jawan Howard was trying to talk to him. They had a little confrontation in the middle of that. Um, Jawan Howard slapped, uh, I think it's Karpenhoff in the face, which led to some punches being thrown. Howard has since been suspended for the rest of the regular season, which the Big Ten also backed and fined him $40,000. Uh, Greg Hart was also fined $10,000. Michigan forwards, Masua DeBate and Terrence Williams II and Wisconsin guard, Jaboki Neats were also suspended one game for throwing punches. That was a very ugly sight to, to behold. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in Jawan Howard. You know, he's a leader leader of men. 
I know where he comes from with the Fab Five in his NBA days, but uh, I didn't think that was necessary. Yeah, he he's shown to have a bad temper. He got into a little bit of a kerfuffle, if you want to call it that, right? <laughs> Last season, so it's it's. Uh, I, I when I saw it, I was disappointed. And then they're turning into a little race war on Twitter, which everything does, I guess, these days. Uh, but it was just disappointing to see um, with him in his position, the success that he's had at that university to make such a foolish decision. Um, and, and as you mentioned, as a leader of men, to make such a foolish decision in, in striking another coach, don't know what he was thinking. And then to see the players follow suit and now they're suspended and they're missing some games. Well, I think it's one game apiece for the players, but still that's a one less opportunity to to play the game that they love and your head coach is the reason for that i, I don't know how it's going to affect recruiting for him if at all but just very very disappointed to see that yes it was also in headlines mitchell robinson the third the um nick center his father is missing over in uh, pensacola florida um, that was released on february 13th that the sheriff's office has been missing since february 11th Robinson's asked the public to help on social media in a Snapchat, in a Snapchat story he posted saying, my dad is missing. If you have any info on his whereabouts, please contact the um, county sheriff's office. Days later on Instagram story, he made a public plea to his father. Robinson wrote, don't know a place the devil will hide you, come home pop. So hopefully uh, that story is resolved with a, a peaceful ending. Uh, we're all hoping for the best for uh, Mitchell Robinson and his uh, father. Other news, we have the New York Knicks guard Kimball Walker has come to an agreement with the team to sit out the remainder of the season. The veteran guard will fo focus on preparing his body and specifically his ailing knee for the 2022-23 season. Team president Leon Rose released a statement Winston saying Walker made that decision. So hopefully Walker um, comes through and, and recovers soon so he can play next season. Um, he had, you know, sparing games here and there with the Knicks. All-Star Weekend was this past weekend. Curry erupted. He had the MVP honors. He recorded 16 three-pointers on his way to a team-high 50 points, falling two points shy of the NBA All-Star record. Also, Andrew Wiggins made his first appearance in the All-Star game. But at halftime, the All-Star Weekend also showcased the 75 greatest players in NBA history. We had the slam dunk contest. A lot of things going on with the NBA All-Star Weekend. Did you get a chance to check it out, Chris? Yeah, it was cool. The All-Star game was dope. Curry was going off, and then every other NBA player decided he wasn't going to break Anthony Davis's record, which is kind of annoying. But at the same time, Curry was incredible. The dunk contest was not great. I want to focus on that for a little bit. Everybody's saying get rid of it, and it's just, just calm down, right? It's cyclical. <laughs> Some years is not great, some years is great. We just had, not too long ago, uh, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine go at it, and Aaron Gordon get robbed again by Dwayne Wade in Miami. So just calm down. They're good dunkers in the NBA. Um, it's going to get good another year. I don't want to see it canceled. They're going to be down years. There have always been down years. Just as Aaron Rodgers would say, is just shh. Relax. <laughs> R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Very well said. Very well said. All right. That was headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into our show. The first topic of discussion. Let's talk a little bit about Zion 
Williamson. Um, Zion Williamson is still recovering from a foot injury that he suffered over the summer that required surgery. He was supposed to be ready to go for the start of the season, but he's faced multiple setbacks in his rehab that has kept him out. He's not played for the Pelicans yet this season. Um, he's had weight issues. Um, it has been reported that his family is unhappy with him being in New Orleans. Um, there was also a report that he did not reach out to C.J. McCullum when he was traded there. And, you know, J.J. Redick, his former teammate, has some things to say about that after he did not initially engage and, you know, welcome uh, C.J. McCullum to the team. This is what J.J. Redick had to say. There's a responsibility that you have as an athlete when you play a team sport to be fully invested. You're fully invested in your body. You're fully invested in your work. You're fully invested in your teammates. This is your responsibility. And we have not seen that from Zion. Riddick also said that he actually called out Williamson in front of the Pelicans during his rookie season. And this is what he said during his rookie season. This is a pattern of behavior that Zion, we are, oh, sorry. This is a pattern of behavior with Zion that we are seeing again and again. I was his teammate, and I can describe him as a detached teammate. That is an accurate statement. Uh, what are your opinions on uh, Zion Williamson, Chris, and, you know, where his career is going right now? Well, first of all, I got to give you your flowers. And I hate doing this because we had a podcast on here. I want to say a year or two ago, and we did a start bench cut. Or oh, it may not have been that, but it was a discussion between John Morant and Zion Williamson. And you were adamant you were going to take John Morant. And me and Lo laughed you out the building. We didn't give you a chance. <laughs> so let me just come now and say I was wrong. I was wrong. Because <laughs> him and Zion, Zion Williamson and John Morant can't even be mentioned in the same start bench cut. It's not fair to, to Ja and it's not fair to Zion. But as far as J.J. Reddick's comments and Zion Williamson, it was obvious from the jump that he never wanted to be in New Orleans. And I think his representation messed up. They should have came out and said from the jump, we're not playing for the Pelicans. But they didn't do that. They went there and now he has other issues. But the Pelicans aren't his biggest issue. He's his biggest issue because he can't stay in shape. He looks like he likes McDonald's. He likes going to um, Carl's Jr.'s. He likes Burger King. He likes it all. And the problem is you can't be in the NBA and have that type of diet. You just can't. It's funny, but it's really not funny. And it's easy to, for people to say, well, if I was making that much money, I wouldn't be that big. And I'm not necessarily saying that. But what I am saying is when you have that combination of ability talent and the opportunity you've got to do better and quite frankly if i'm gonna blame anyone you got to blame the people around him is there no one who's telling him hey bro bro put the donut down hey let's go do a workout hey let's make sure we're in better shape because now he's looking at not playing an entire season and what's really sucks for him is john morant john morant sucks because every single time john morant's going off we say who do they pick in front of this guy Oh, yeah, Zion Williamson. So he has pressure playing. He has pressure coming back. And to kind of put a bow on my thoughts on this, him being a detached teammate, I'm that's the least of my problems because I don't think he ever wanted to be uh, a member of the New Orleans Pelicans. So, eh. He didn't like let me let's be real. No offense to CJ McCullum, but it ain't like CJ McCullum was like a superstar coming in. It's <laughs> CJ McCullum, bro. So he was probably thinking, I ain't about to call CJ. CJ can call me. <laughs> if wow. it was like, oh, let's be let's keep it a book. If it was James Harden, maybe Damian Lillard, um, LeBron, obviously, you're reaching out to them. When CJ McCollum's coming, like CJ, you you gotta call me, player. 
<laughs> to, to a certain degree, I do agree with what you're saying. I really do. But uh, J.D. Riddick has turned into this kind of figure now where anything he says is gold. Um, they feel like he knows what he's talking about. And even though I do agree with you, there is something about just, you know, going out and just acknowledging that you have a, a new teammate. It's doing something. But that's that's neither here nor there. Like you said, that is the least of his problems. He needs to work on trying to get back in shape, which could be hard for him because if he's injured and it's easy for him to gain that kind of weight through in- injury, it might be really difficult for him to rehab. Now, I know I said that I would pick John Morant over Zion Wilson. I, I still stand by that. But let's just say for some reason that he follows in the footsteps of Chris Paul and Anthony Davis and he decides to leave and go somewhere else. I do think that depending on what team he goes to, will decide whether or not he gets better, whether or not he's willing to go work out, whether or not he's willing to put the work in to really become the kind of athlete and player that we all expected him to be because, you know, before he got hurt, he was looking really good. Like, he was looking looking good. He was looking athletic. He was looking um, like everything we thought he would be coming into the league. So it is really kind of sad to see where he's at right now. But hopefully, if maybe he gets a change of scenery and goes somewhere, but he has to go somewhere where there's not going to be that much pressure on him. He can't go somewhere where there's big lights and all that other stuff. He has to go somewhere and low-key kind of just ease himself back into being the kind of player that we expected him to be. Because like you said, it's not going to be fair later on down the line to him or John Morant because everybody's going to be looking and saying, wow, well, who did we pick before John Morant? It's not helping him at all that John Morant is actually playing pretty good basketball and that his team is actually doing pretty good as well. Um, John Morant was just in the All-Star game. And that's always going to be that comparison now between John Moran and Zion Williamson. So I, I really do hope that Zion gets it together and that somehow, some way that he can control his weight and maybe just get back to loving the game of basketball. Because I, I kind of like to compare him as far as like, you know, the weight issues to Charles Barkley a little bit. Because Charles Barkley kind of had that same kind of mentality. He really wasn't all that thinking about getting into shape. But I think he had his... One of his best seasons when he decided to just focus on staying in shape. And that's one of the seasons where the Suns actually went all the way to the finals. So it's still a long road for Zion Williamson. If he can get everything together and just concentrate on getting back to basketball and get all the distractions out of his head. And that might just mean him getting out of New Orleans and having a fresh start somewhere else eventually. So... We'll see what happens. I really do. Even though I, like I said, or even though I did say what I said about the comparison between him and John Morant, I did not expect it to get this bad this soon anyway. So we'll we'll see what happens. I I just hope that he can bounce back and eventually become that that beast that we want to see in the NBA. Because look, man, he's a a showstopper, Chris. He's a showstopper. He's what we want to see. He's, he's, he's who we want to see, but at the, at the end of the day, he has to make that personal decision. I remember a couple years back, maybe four or five years back, Draymond Green started. I think he hired a personal chef, and as you can tell, if you look at Draymond Green now, he used to be a chunkier dude. Now he's very lean. 
every single meal he, he he eats is from a cook, is from a chef. And but he took that upon himself, understanding that he's a professional and to, to and to take care of his body. I think that's somebody that Zion needs to reach out to. Um, it's just Draymond Green because he really got in shape in the NBA. And the problem is, like you mentioned, because everybody knows when you get injured and you can't exercise, you're likely to gain weight unless you have a really good diet. Uh, and that starts with eating right. And at this point so far, Zion has shown an inability to even eat right, talk less to play well on the court. So he has to, st- it's, it's a mental game first. He's got to start there. And then he's also got to get himself into better shape. And that starts with his meal prep. Yeah, you you said it best when you said that he has to start taking what he's doing seriously. He has to be a professional about it. And I think that's probably the the key component that is missing from from what he's doing right now. But, you know, in all fairness, to his defense, he did get hurt. Whenever someone gets hurt, it is really, really hard to bounce back. And it's I think we're kind of being hard on him because we know what to expect from him. We know that he was supposed to be the next face of the NBA. He has that much talent. And we we saw what he was capable of doing before we got hurt. He was electrifying. He was hitting shots. He was going inside. He was hitting shots outside. So hopefully he can get over this hump and eventually come back to what we expected to see from Zion Williamson come into the NBA. Yeah. All right. So our second topic, we're going to talk about Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was the first overall pick in 2019. Uh, he was also the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, he's made two Pro Bowls. Um, him and the Carol, not Carolina, him and the Arizona Cardinals have gotten off to hot starts the past two seasons. This past season, they started off seven and zero. And you heard some rumblings of uh, Kyler Murray being an MVP candidate um, during that time during the year. Um, but they, they fell off. Uh, they did not have a great second half of the season. Um, and they were beat down by the, the, you know, the eventual champion LA Rams in the first round of the playoffs. After that, Murray kind of was disgruntled with the Cardinals. We already heard that he scrapped all of his social media association with them. The Cardinals on the, on the back end, they also did the same thing. It was told that they scrapped all their association with Kyler Murray, but there was still some Kyler Murray um, social media left there that you could see. But now that he's going into his, I think his third year of his uh, five-year contract, he's now eligible to get a new deal. I think this, this is what this is all about. He wants a new deal. But I pose a question to you, Chris. I pose this question. Is Kyler Murray overrated or underrated? That's what we're going to do right now. Overrated or underrated? It's the moment you've all been waiting for. Overrated or underrated? I, I know you hate when I do this, but he's exactly where he needs to be. He's, no, you, he's can't, not you, can't, over. you can't do that. You can't no, but I mean, you, you, you got to lean, you gotta lean more fine. towards one way. Is he more okay, so leaning towards I, I, overrated I, I, or underrated? I would lean towards a little underrated. And the reason why I say that is, well, I, I'm in the middle, right? He's just he, right now. He's very lukewarm to me. He's not hot. He's not cold. He's lukewarm. And when you watch him play, yes, he's had some fast starts 
And yes, he's looked good, but he, he does look like he's in a position where he's trying to protect his body more. He didn't run a lot last season, which was very confusing to me because when he uses his legs, that's when his dyna- dynamism is most uh, most obvious, right? It's, it's, it stands out. And he didn't use that that much towards the end of the season. Perhaps he had some injuries going on. Perhaps he was trying to protect his body. And then also he was missing his star wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. And that certainly did not help at all. But when you look at that offense as a whole, the way it's built, I just don't believe Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. I don't. I've said that for a while. And when you look at the way the team starts, they start off well, but towards the end of the year, as other teams catch up, it's up to coaching to put the players in better positions to be successful. And we're not seeing that right now from the Cardinals. They start fast, which means Cliff Kingsbury is doing his homework in the offseason. But when the other coaches catch up, he's not able to adjust. And the best coaches, the coaches that have championships are able to adjust and that's why Sean McVay has a championship right that's why you see a guy uh, even in his own division um, be successful as well so for me it's about it's about Kyler Murray and I understand the questions about him but I think he's fine he's right there in the middle and it's everyone around him his coaching uh, the players around him staying healthy that will really let us know um, is he where I would where I would go? With the question is, do I think he's a middle of the road quarterback? Nah, he's better than middle of the road. He's not like Baker Mayfield. But at the same time, I'm definitely not going to call him elite. But nobody calls him elite. So I think he's exactly where he needs to be. He's right on the precipice of breaking that mold and being elite or being kind of like a big Baker Mayfield. Next season will tell us. I don't think he's Baker Mayfield, but you get my point. I just he is exactly where he needs to be. No Would one you stop saying elite. he's exactly the name of this segment is over or under. But he's where he I'm, I get that. What, what, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I can't make Look man, I can't I can't make up a fake take. I just I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Hey man, I'm just telling you to go by what the segment says. Either he's overrated or underrated. I already told you, I, if I'm going to lean a little bit, I'm going to lean a little underrated. Well, keep on saying that. Don't keep on saying, well, he's a middle-of-the-road uh, quarterback, this and that. Go ahead and say that. Go say, say you're going to lean slightly towards him being underrated. Now, don't get me wrong, Chris. I understand exactly what you're saying about Kyler Murray. This is not really that hard for me to decipher. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you and say that he is slightly underrated. When you look at the quarterbacks that have been drafted in the past couple of years, in 2015, it was James Winston. In 2016, it was Jared Goff. In 2018, it was Baker Mayfield. 2019, Kyler Murray. 2020, we had Joe Burrow. And 2021, we have um, Trevor Lawrence. So out of all those quarterbacks that I just named, Kyler Murray, besides Joe Burrow, has been the most successful by far. So I do think that he is slightly underrated. He does have a lot of opportunity to grow and learn. And you brought up some very good points, Chris, as far as his coaching staff and the players that he has around him. He has yet to really have anybody I really think that can help him mold and grow. And he hasn't consistently had the same weapons to his advantage either. So right now, in this course of his career, I do think that he's slightly underrated. Now, when you factor that into all the things that's going on now and him wanting to have a new deal, he wanted to make more money. I think that's basically what all this is about. 
And some people might even look at him as being overrated because of what he's doing. But that's just the way the NFL is right now. When you're a quarterback and you're hot, you're going to try to get the bag at any cost, at any position, actually, because you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. So let me pose one more question to you, Chris. Do you think there is a chance that they move on from Kyler Murray? Because I have been hearing some rumblings about a possible trade between the Arizona Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings. I'd be surprised if they moved on from him. Uh, To me, that would scream dysfunctional organization. And you know how I feel about quarterbacks getting overpaid. And I think the NFL has a quarterback problem. But essentially what's going to happen is if you trade a Colin Murray, what are you going to get back? You're going to get draft picks back and you're going to get who Kirk Cousins back. And no offense to Kirk Cousins, but right now, just based on their age, Colin Murray is a better quarterback. So I, I don't understand. I don't think they're going to let him go. That doesn't make any sense to me. They should attempt to build their team around him. They have been, they have gone out and got players like a JJ Watt, a DeAndre Hopkins going to get big name players and really and truly just hasn't worked out due to injury. So that's where the GM has to be. I understand the GM made some moves and most people applauded them, but you got guys who are injured. So the GM has got to be, he's got to do some work this off season. He's got to get players in with talent and he's got to hope they don't get injured. So you got to be a little creative, essentially, if you're the GM. But giving up on Kyler now is just asinine. You, you don't do that. No, I agree with you 110%. If they did, for some reason, decide to get rid of them, you said it, dysfunction. That is a dysfunctional organization if they decide to do that. There's no way on earth you get rid of someone like Kyler Murray. I think that he's proven enough to even get that contract that he wants. Because, look, it's a quarterback-driven league. You don't find Kyler Murray's every day. And what I mean by that is you don't find a quarterback that's been able to lead your team in the manner that he has into the playoffs and still has the potential to do a lot more. There's still a lot on the table that you can see from Kyler Murray before moving on from him. So you're going to have to do what you can to keep Kyler Murray happy because there's not a lot of other options out there. Okay, just look at the teams that were like the Indianapolis Colts. Look at the teams like the Cleveland Browns. Right. They have, you know, quarterback issues right now that no one knows. No, not, I'm not going to say no one knows. Everybody, for the most part, knows what Baker Mayfield is. At this point, I feel like we know who that guy is. Like, we don't expect much more from him. But there's still a lot to learn from Kyra Murray. I said there's a lot more on the table. Kyra Murray could grow to be, you know, at the very peak, I look at him as being someone like a Drew Brees. Somewhere in that category. That's that's where I see him being. But there's still a lot more to see to see if he can get to that point, Chris. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot to see. I, I don't even know if his comp is quite Drew Brees. I don't know who his comp is. At, at one point, you want to say Russell Wilson, and I'll stick with that. No, Russell, uh, Russell Wilson is good, too. I, I think at his height, like, I mean, you're talking about his absolute That's what I'm saying. The reason why but I say that because he's just not. Drew Brees was on time and very accurate, right? Um, I don't know if he, he he's he, he's not quite that. And I, I would say that would be, and you did stress that'd be his best case. Right, scenario. right, right. Because even even with Drew Brees, Drew Brees was even he was very very good, but was he ever thought of as being the best quarterback in the league? No, but right. the, the the difference is with him is Kyler Murray's mobile. That's why I, I like the Russell oh, okay, Wilson okay. competition. So you're, you're okay, I, but I, you're looking more as as far as 
the mechanics of it too, though. Yeah, the me- exactly. Okay, okay, okay. okay. And, and, and I think he has a chance to be a better Russell Wilson. Now, you want to talk about somebody I think is overrated. Let's not go there. Let's not go I'm there. Just tell you. Let's not go there. <laughs> I mean, the numbers, let's the let's numbers not go say there. he's overrated. You think everybody's overrated? All quarterbacks are overrated, man. Come on, man. Well, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> no, but um, uh, I do think he has a chance to be a better Russell Wilson. And a lot of people who are listening to this podcast may roll their eyes, but he does have that ability. He has a great deep ball, and he's mobile, and he does take care of his body. So he has a chance to play in the NFL for a long time. I'm not going to lie to you. When he came in, um, I think he's ahead of schedule, actually. Because when he came in, I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't think he would be this good at this point of his career. So kudos to Kyler Murray. Now we're going to see if he can build on that. And I think he's kind of in a similar situation that we look at with Zion Wilson to a certain degree. I think he needs the right pieces around him to really grow and mature as a player. And that's true for all players, but especially for a quarterback. If you don't have the right tools, don't have the right coaching, you're only going to get so far in this league. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, for him, if I, if I had to tell him to go in the training room to do anything this offseason, I would just tell him it's not necessarily the training room. I'd go to the GM. I said it before. It's just about building that talent around him. Because if you put a really good team around him, he can win the Super Bowl just like Russell Wilson did. He can. No, I I, mm, I agree. I agree. But that's that's a lot. That's asking a lot, though. Because just like we said that really good quarterbacks are a dime a dozen, really good head coaches are the same way, too, bro. Look, look at Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a phenomenal, phenomenal coach. But yeah. he does have that weakness. And because of that weakness, that's why he only has one championship right now. I really believe that right now. Because looking at his career, uh, I, I think he should have I more mean, than one. Andy Reid is too... He's too great of an offensive mind to have this one. You look at he's had Donovan McNabb. I I I know you don't. That's what I was gonna say. But he's had Donovan McNabb. That man was a a good. He was a good quarterback, and I've seen a lot less win. You want to talk about? You want to talk about an overrated quarterback? (laughs) Like I know we're not gonna go there, but he made (laughs) he made Donovan McNabb look better than he ever was. Ever. That that was more of a an Andy Reid thing. He put. He put teams in positions to look like they were going to, to to win the big game when they had no business being there. Well, you know so what? I disagree we're, with you there. We're going to find out a lot more about Andy Reid if he cannot get Patrick Mahomes in their title. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, 100%. I blame right. him for this past that, 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 That's why I'm saying what I'm saying now. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying now. Because I think that the Chiefs should have went to Super Bowl last year. But 100% agree. Another story for another day. You know, it's hard to find really good coaches and it's hard to find really good quarterbacks. So we'll see where Kyler Murray goes from here. But we both agree that he is slightly, slightly underrated. Yeah. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, the new channel sports podcast, please subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available. You can also listen to our podcast on our website. NewChannelSports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L Sports. Subscribe to our YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. See our wonderful faces on the New Channel Sports Show on Afro Fives TV. Download that Roku app so you can check us out there. 
Check us out also on the Leeds Podcast Network. My man Chris has been holding it down there. So check us out there as well. You got anything else for us? The phenomenal one? Uh, Nothing else, man. All right. That's it. Until next time, we are out. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.